Thank you. Um, we're going to start with a video uh, so you can see what we've been up to for the last 40 years. Well, it's great to be here. And this church is a delight to come to. You guys are faithful. You have supported us for approximately 39 years. We were, I think, in the, our first year on the mission field when you guys started supporting us. And you still are. Thank you. You're a blessing. I do want to bring greetings from Margaret. Um, I just, uh, we've been doing ministry in New Zealand and I just came over for the weekend. Some are telling me that I did wrong, I should have sent Margaret instead. <laughs> but uh, we've been having a good time there. And Margaret's ministry is training Sunday school teachers. And when she started doing this, I thought she was doing well when she said, look, I've got 20 trainers now working, a team of 20. And then it went to 40. And now she's got 80, a team of 80, going all over Kenya and other nations around. They currently have uh, a team in South Sudan doing a training and another one in Kakuma, which is a refugees, uh, big refugee centre on the um, Sudanese border, Kenya-Sudanese border. Um, just, her ministry is transforming churches, because uh, many uh, Kenyan churches do not, lo the culture is for parents to stay, you know, the kids go and do their own thing, and the parents are not so involved, and Margaret's training is getting people involved, making fun with kids, playing with kids, so that you can reach them for Christ. So I want to take a reading from the book of Hebrews. Hebrews 11, um, I'm just going to read one verse, but Hebrews 11 is the chapter of faith. And it talks about how this great man of God achieved this. This great woman of God achieved this. And then slipped in is verse 33 in Hebrews 11, who through faith conquered kingdoms, administered justice, and gained what was promised. And in there is the formula that these great men and women of God used to do some great things and to gain what was promised. Each of us, we're not just on this earth by accident. We have a destiny, collectively a destiny, and individually we have a destiny. So how do we gain what is promised? Faith is so important because with faith, we transform the world. With faith, we transform our communities. With faith, uh, we can achieve things that is impossible uh, without so faith is one of the key factors of transforming the world and gaining what is promised. So what does it mean um, 
administer justice. Well, justice, of course, is doing the right thing. And we have to, with our, our boys at the farm, most of them have come in and they are... Um, we have two sorts of boys, boys from prison and boys from the slum that we, we get uh, from our contact centre. And there's no clashes between the two boys because the boys in the slum know that they're just the lucky ones that didn't get caught. <laughs> so they've all been up to the same games. But we wanted to do this, uh, we wanted a residential program. And God sent a man along, a man that I'd never even heard his name or anything, and gave us a huge sum of money that we could start the farm. But it was enough to buy the land and put a couple of buildings on. That was all. And so we had to put in place a plan of what we wanted to do. And we needed dormitories. We needed... uh, accommodation uh, for staff, we needed um, a dining hall, we needed to, our land is sloping like this, so we needed to terrace the land to, to, uh, so you can irrigate properly with drip irrigation. So we set ourselves a plan. And you know, for the last 13 years, We have been building and developing and building and developing. We have nobody underwriting our our, uh, development program. Guys like you underwrite, of course, the buying of the food, paying the teachers, stuff like that. But to develop the farm, we had a whole list of things that we needed. And you know what? One by one by one. Because we had a plan. We had it written out. This is what we want to achieve. And I'll give you one example. Uh, I was uh, having my devotion in, in the morning and I just uh, did my normal devotions like we do. And at the end, my mind just went to our builder. Our builder had two weeks to go until uh, we had until he had built the building he was building. And my mind just sort of went to God. It wasn't even a prayer. and just went and said, Lord, I wonder what you're going to do next. And uh, two hours after that, my phone goes, and it's a friend. uh, And he said, oh, how are you going, this and that. And then he said, Robin, what... What's the next building you're working on? And I said, well, look, we have a dormitory and we uh, also want to do a classroom and office block. He said, oh, a classroom and office block. He said, what would that cost? And I said, oh, I haven't got the figures right with me, but I said around $100,000. And he said, you know, I was talking with a friend of mine today and we were both saying, why should we go and spend our money cruising down the Rhine uh, like a lot of our friends have been doing, why don't we do something with our extra cash so that we can uh, impact young men? So he said, I'm sure we can come up with 100000 <laughs> And uh, they did. They got the community. This is one little town 
of 2,000 people raised that. You know, God is amazing. He just performs. We see miracles after miracles after miracles of provision, changed lives. God just comes through in an amazing way. And I, re- I remember um, we, were tr- we were trying to generate income on the farm so that it can be more self-sustaining. And so we started growing hydroponic lettuce. And then we, we could see that there was a market there. We checked out with a supermarket and they wanted us to supply them. But they said, but you need a refrigerated truck to deliver to us. And uh, Yolanda, the Dutch lady that was uh, made up the video for Margaret and I, came to me and said, look, we need this truck. We're, we, we've got the lettuce coming on, but we can't deliver it without this truck. And I said, well, she says, how do we get the money for the truck? And I said, well, how I usually get money, I, I see, I, see, I write down what I want, and then I sow a seed to God, and the money comes in. And she's, she's Dutch, you know. Uh, we go, Hanks, excuse me. But they are very... Oh, yeah. The Dutch are very straight. Huh? They're also very generous, you know. We accuse them of other things, but I found that the Dutch are generous. And uh, so she said, I don't know about this giving to get. And I said, well... Will you try it with me? And she says, oh, well, I suppose so. So we agreed. We had written down the cost of a second-hand truck. And then when you buy something second-hand, you, you know you've always got to have some money up your sleeve to do some repairs and maintenance. So we put that there. And then the insurance um, put that there. And so we had the, the amount. And so Yolanda and I agreed on amount that we would sow. And she, she was going to go and sow some seed, and I was going to sow some seed. So she went off, and I don't know where she sowed a seed, but she sowed the seed, and I sowed mine. And then uh, a couple of days later, I was talking to her, and I said, look, I don't know if a refrigerated truck is not too big. I said, maybe we should get a refrigerated van, you know. Are we, are we looking at, at things too big? So she had written to her donor. In fact, she said to me, is it okay that I can write to donors? Uh, and I said, well, I don't normally. Uh, I, you know, I sow seed and I just believe God. But I said, if you feel you want to write to your support office and ask them, that's fine. So she had written an email to the support office in Holland and said, look, we want this refrigerated truck. Two days later, when we were talking about the refrigerated van, she wrote to them again. But you know what? I don't think they received or read that email because she had sowed the seed for a truck. So when she wrote about a refrigerated van, no action was taken. Two weeks later, they came up and said, we have got the money for the refrigerated truck. So, the only thing, I'd, normally it's Margaret and I sowing seed and believing together, but Yolanda and I 
that I was trying to teach her. So she went and sowed her seed. But I sowed my seed and I made a mistake. We sowed double seed. So I got, I got an email from a donor and this donor was, uh, said to me, look, um, I run a finance company financing trucks. I'm giving you some money, if, so if you, if you want to buy a truck, here it is. And it was the exact amount that... So we, we had the money for two trucks. So then, then I had to uh, write to my donor and say, look, we don't need two trucks. Can we use that money to expand our lettuce production? And he agreed. So, you know, God loves to provide for us, but he also... He likes to wow us. He likes to do, do things that just blow your mind. You say, God, this is fun. You know, God is amazing. So I'll tell you the story. You don't need to look it up. You all know about the children of Israel being delivered from uh, Egypt. We know that the children of Israel were in slavery for 400 years and they were crying out under the, the, the being a slave um, they wanted to be set free. So finally, God sends Moses along. And Moses goes, says to them, and so says to Pharaoh, let my people go. And uh, Pharaoh, no way, Jose. And then God did a miracle and God did another miracle. We, we know the story. And you know, the children of Israel finally were able to leave. So they went, they went out into the desert rejoicing that God had set them free. And they got by, they reached the sea, and then Pharaoh changed his mind. And can you imagine having the sea in front of you and the desert behind you, and you hear Pharaoh's coming to finish you off? And I'm sure there was. Uh, a lot of panic, and they were afraid that they were going to get wiped out. And they were in between a rock and a hard place. You ever had that in your life? Between a rock and a hard place? But God. But God. And you know what? God had a plan. And he, sometimes God's plans are just nonsensical. What do you do when you, the, the army is coming to kill you and he says, take your staff and hold it out over the sea? We know the story, so it's, but he tells us sometimes to do crazy things. God had a deliverance plan and they went through and we know the story. Pharaoh tried to chase them and he got wiped out. But God is able to take us out of sticky situations. You know, when I was planning to come to New Zealand and Australia, uh, I was preparing the meetings, uh, and I prepared the meetings, uh, and then I started to, to think, now, Lord, what am I going to share? And I felt God say, I'm setting you up for a miracle. So I was 
prepare, started preparing a message on, God is setting you up for a miracle. And then, all of a sudden, they discovered that I had cancer. And quite advanced. And then I said, Lord, was that I'm setting you up for a miracle for me? And then God gave me a picture. The cancer could kill me very easily. But God gave me a picture. The word of God. We know in Genesis in chapter 1, God said, God said, God said, and that's how the world and the universe and everything was made. Okay? The word of God also says, by Christ's stripes I'm healed. So we've got, I've got a battle going on. I've got a little cancer about the size of my thumb. And it is saying I'm going to kill you. But the word of God that went out into the, and created the universe, the galaxies, the stars, this earth, and in that same word says, by Christ's stripes I'm healed. Who do you think is going to win? And when you're facing crises, financial crisis, health crises, frictions, trouble, we all face them. God is in control. And just like the children of Israel got delivered, our God can take us through impossible situations. And you know, the, the children of Israel, they weren't to just go into the desert. They were to possess the promised land. And you are created and I'm created to possess promised land. I'll tell you uh, um, another story about, we, we, again, it's a, a common one. You don't need to read it. How Peter went out fishing and they, they, they almost sunk the boats. They had so much fish. You know, Jesus spoke to them and said, cast your net in the water. And they cast it in and then they got so much fish they had to call their friends to come and help and it almost sunk the two boats. You know, when we're wanting a miracle, we have to be actively involved. Jesus said, cast your net. You know, the God could have easily sent those fish to come swooping out of the water and jumped into the boat. I, you know, God can do that. But he didn't. They had to pull in the net, right? They had to call their friends to come and help. And they had to do what they can. When we want to have a miracle happen, I have discovered we do what we can and God will do what we can't. And if you look at the miracles in the Bible, Jesus said, go show yourself to the priests. Um, you know, the, the, the disciples at the, in, in Acts, when the cripple was there, and they said, look at me in the name of Jesus. Stand up and walk. People, we have to be involved in miracles. Right? We don't, don't think that God is just going to come and do it all himself. 
He wants you to be actively involved. And I want to tell you about one of the fish that we cleaned. We were approached by a probation officer. And this probation officer came and said, look, the, the judges of Kenya are looking at that the, the prison system is failing. All over the world, the prison systems are failing. And uh, so they said, look, the prison, the prison system, guys go into prison, they just come out worse criminals than they were when they went in. So we're looking at alternative punishment. Would you guys be willing to take one young man to try him to see if your, your rehabilitation farm works better than the prison. So this young man came, the probation officer, we agreed, and the probation officer brought him there. He was there for uh, a couple of months, and then he said to our council, he said, look, this really doesn't fit me. You know, I, I, this is not me, because I, 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 we train the young men in farming. And uh, anyhow, so our counsellor phoned up the probation officer and said, look, uh, this young man wants to leave. The probation officer said, no, 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 he can't leave. Keep him there until I get there. And just over an hour's time, the probation officer was there. And then we found out about what this young man had been up to and what he was arrested for. He had been three years in a neighbouring country to Kenya, trained as a terrorist. And the, so we found out some of his background. And then the probation officer said to this young man, do you realise if you leave this farm, you're on a shoot to kill police list? As soon as they see him, bang. And that kind of changed his mind. He thought the farm sounded a bit more attractive then. And you know, the last thing I did before I came on this trip, I attended his graduation. And you know what he was doing at the graduation? He was leading in worship. He had gone from a terrorist to a worship leader. And now he's holding down a, a job and they're very happy with him. So, you know, we have an amazing God that does amazing things, but he wants to partner with us. Why was Joseph appointed the prime minister of Egypt? Was it because he could interpret dreams or was it because he had a plan? Joseph interpreted the dream, but he said to Pharaoh, he said, look, this is coming Seven years of abundance. Then there's coming seven years of famine. And he said, if we will put 20% aside in the years of plenty, we will get through the drought. And Pharaoh appointed him because he had a plan. In faith, we've got to have plans. God doesn't work by just coming you know, Peter had a plan to catch fish. Didn't work until Jesus showed up. We have got to know where we're going. Do you know where you're going tomorrow? Yes, you're going to work. But do you wake up 
and well, when you're driving to work, do you say, God, what is your plan for today? We should have a long-term plan, a year plan and beyond, but even every day, we should be, as we're driving to work or as we get up and have a quiet time, saying, God, what do you want me to be involved in today? Because when we start asking God, what should we be doing today? He'll drop somebody on your heart. He'll say to you during the day, look at that lady over there. She's struggling. Go and, go and give her 10 bucks. You know, I found money is the easiest way to try and see if miracles happen. Right? Because if you go and take 10 bucks and give it to somebody and you've missed it, right? They weren't in need. Then what have you done? You haven't embarrassed anybody. You've just lost 10 bucks. But if you get it right, and she says, oh, I didn't even have a bus fare to get home, and I was rushing, and you know, you get a story like that, you say, thank you, God. I am getting my ear tuned to the Holy Ghost, right? And you know, it's a lot easier to just give somebody 10 bucks than to walk up to a cripple and say, in the name of Jesus, rise and walk. And you missed it because God said it didn't tell you to pray for the guy. You get what I mean? It, the secret is walking and listening to God. Because there's times when we should say, arise and walk. But there's times when we should keep quiet. Okay? Directed by the Holy Ghost is the key. And so when we have a plan in God, life becomes exciting. I've spoken long enough. Now, let me pray for you. If you need a miracle, if you need God to come through, whether it's finance, jobs, whatever, just reach out to him now. God Love to come through for us. Just reach out to him. Father God, Father God, we are needy people. Lord, we just need so much. Your help. Father God, just break through in our lives. Financially, career-wise, job-wise, Family-wise, health-wise, Father God, we are like the children of Israel, many of us, stuck between a rock and a hard place. And we're saying, Lord, come help me now. Father God, God of miracles, God of the breakthrough, come into these situations now, I pray. In Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Thank you and God bless you.